0: Welcome to Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, a podcast dedicated to helping modern day believers live out the teachings of the first century church. This podcast is part of the teaching ministry of Dr. David K. Bernard. Dr. Bernard has dedicated his life to studying the Bible and helping believers apply its message to their daily lives. In Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, Dr. Bernard answers your questions about what the Bible teaches and how those teachings apply to everyday life. Thank you for joining us for this episode. One of the big debates in Christianity is over whether a believer can lose their salvation. On one side, we have proponents of what is known as the doctrine of eternal security, or what's sometimes euphemistically referred to as once saved, always saved. And on the other side, we have what's known as conditional security. What exactly do those terms mean, first of all? And on what side of the debate do oneness Pentecostals fall? And maybe most importantly, or definitely most importantly, what's the Bible have to say about this question? Well, let's
1: talk about the... The views you've expressed, the idea of unconditional eternal security or once saved, always saved is that once a person is saved, no matter what they do in their Christian life, no matter what sins they commit, whether they repent of those sins or not, they're still going to be saved in the end. Uh, I don't believe that's biblical. That is Calvinist, um, and it's not uh, what Pentecostals believe either. Uh, we, what I would like to describe is we can have assurance of salvation. So it's conditional in the sense that if you, even after you're saved, if you repudiate God, if you walk away from God, if you denounce God, you break the relationship. No, you're not going to be saved. But if you continue to walk by faith, and even though you might sin, but immediately, as 1st John uh, chapter 1 talks about it, uh, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, if we walk in the light as He is in the light, the blood of Jesus uh, cleanses us from all sins. Um, First John chapter two, uh, sin not, but if you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So if we live our daily life, we can live a holy life. Uh, if we do sin, we can immediately be convicted of that and ask God to forgive us and continue to walk by faith and walk in holiness so that we don't have to worry, well, am I saved today or am I lost today? If I die today, am I going to be saved or am I lost? Or I was saved this morning, but I'm lost this afternoon, and hopefully I'll be saved this evening. No, you don't have to have that uncertainty. You can have assurance, which is described most uh, eloquently in Romans chapter eight, that absolutely nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now we ourselves can walk away from the relationship, but no external force, no demonic force, no power can separate us from the love of God. And the same chapter, Romans eight says, there's no condemnation to those uh, who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So I would say the biblical view and our Pentecostal view is called assurance of salvation. So we're saved. We can know we're saved. We can live a saved life. We can live in a relationship with God. If we do something that breaks that relationship, we can confess, repent, and continue in that relationship. Uh, but to say that someone can sin uh, and have no regard for their sin and have no repentance and no desire to it. And still they're going to be saved. Uh, that's simply false. That's contrary to scripture in many ways. I would start with the positive affirmation of scripture. If you go to Romans chapter one, it says, quoting from Habakkuk, the just shall live by faith. So the righteous lives by faith. Um, in fact, the classic statement, Romans 1 16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Believeth, uh, the King James, that is the present tense, believes. And in the Greek, the, um, the present tense is continuous. You could literally say, is believing. And continue to say, they shall go from faith to faith. And then uh, verse uh, Romans 1:17, as I've already quoted, the just or the righteous shall live by faith. And that is originally in Habakkuk. It's quoted in Romans, Galatians, and Hebrews. So four times in scripture, it's obviously quite significant. In other words, we're saved by faith, but faith is not just a point in time. Faith is a relationship. Faith is a way of life. Uh, So that implies or that states as long as we are in a relationship of faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, uh, then we are saved. Uh, And of course, that presupposes we're letting the Holy Spirit work in our lives. That presupposes that because the Spirit is working in our lives, it issues forth in holiness. So Hebrews 12, 14 says to follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. So there, there is this understanding that when you're living by faith, you'll be in an ongoing pursuit of holiness. You'll be in right relationship with God, and you'll be in right relationship with people. Well, the flip side of that would be, what if you don't pursue holiness? What if you don't pursue a relationship with God? What if you're not living by faith? Well, then, no, you're not in a saving relationship. Uh, So I think it's essential to understand the whole of Scripture is speaking of salvation as not just one point in time, not just one verbal confession or even one new birth experience, but it's a relationship with God. It's a daily life of faith. And as long as we are maintain that relationship, yes, we're saved. But just as we had a choice by God's grace, we have a choice to accept salvation or not, we still have that choice after we're born again. Our choice is not obliterated. We still have the ability to choose. And if we consciously, deliberately, intentionally, decidedly walk away from that relationship with God, well, then we're no longer in the the saving relationship. somebody says, well, once a son, always a son. That's true, but a son can be disowned. So I have three children. They will always be my children, no matter what they do. I will always love them no matter what they do. But if one of my adult uh, children comes to me and says, I don't want to have anything to do with you. I'm never coming home for Christmas. I'm never going to have a relation with you. I want nothing to do with you. Well, even though they're my son, they're no longer gonna, going to enjoy the benefits of a relationship. They're no longer going to have fellowship and I can disinherit them for my will. And so they will not, um, inherit any uh, enjoy in this life or later they will not enjoy any of the benefits of that relationship because of their choice so even though we as a christian can't be unborn you know, if we are baptized in jesus name filled with the holy ghost that's a permanent reality that happened that can never be done away with but we could walk away from our present relationship with god and so we won't enjoy the benefits of what happened when we were born again, because we forfeited them, we've denounced them. Now, Scripture is full of examples, and I can just give you a few. Uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 15 talks about the gospel, and Paul says, here is the gospel, here's the good news that saves you, if you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. So it's possible to believe, to start out in faith, but eventually it becomes in vain because you do not continue. Uh, Romans chapter 11 talks about how Israel um, lost their position with God and talks about how the the Gentiles, the church, has been grafted in. But the same uh, chapter goes on to say, be careful that you don't fall into unbelief as the majority of the Jews did. And because if God didn't save and he uses the analogy of the tree, didn't save the original branches, but cut them off. Well, be careful because God could cut you off and behold the goodness and severity of God. So if you have faith in God, you experience his grace. But if you reject God, you could be cut off. Now, Romans 11 is not written to sinners. It's written to Christians. It's saying, be careful if you fall into unbelief, then you too be, will be cut off. You will experience the severity of God. Uh, second Peter, uh, the whole book really, but especially chapter two talks about people have known the truth, experienced the truth, enjoyed the grace of God, and then walk away from them. It, it says it would have been, it's not just talking about sinners because it says it would be, have been better for them not to have known the truth than to know the truth and then walk away from it. And it uses the proverb, Um, it's like a a pig wallowing in the mire, a a dog going back to its vomit. And so it had been better for them not to have known the truth than to know the truth and walk away from it. Uh, James chapter 5 similarly talks about if there's a brother who sins and you can restore that brother, you've saved someone from death. You've saved them from death judgment. So those just a few quick examples that come to mind, but you could easily come up with 20 or 30 passages of scripture that talk about a warning if you were to fall away uh, that judgment will come. And so uh, w- certainly it's not any limitation on God's grace, but God doesn't take away our freedom of choice. Um, you know, w- love requires choice or it's not love. So God wants us to love him, which means he wants us to choose him freely. Uh, But it is possible for a person to be born again, but in the future decide, no, they really don't want a relationship with God and they fall away from God. God respects that choice, but that choice has consequences. And that choice will be,
0: uh, if they persist, it will be eternal judgment.